Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 30th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. Uh, joining me in a few minutes will be my co-host, Will Terps. Yeah, pick up his fam at the airport. He said uh, he'll, he'll be he'll be on 10 minutes after, so I gotta stall for a second here and uh, let me let me see what I can um, talk to you guys about by myself, man. I uh, man, this is this has to be like how um, stand-up comedians feel, you know? It's like just you by yourself in front of people talking, you know, like, and you gotta try to be entertaining and be funny and all this other stuff. So, <sighs> I guess. I'm a couple beers in. It's nothing. It's nothing, folks. I'll get through it. So, as far as where I'm at in Arizona, uh, the state is going to stop issuing physical medical cards starting December 1st. So, if you renew your card after that or you go in to get your card for the first time after that, they don't even send you a plastic card with your picture on it anymore they just send you an electronic image that looks like the plastic card that they would send you you know and i think there's a front and back so um i don't know how much money it saves but they said there's like 210,000 medical patients in arizona so shoot i don't know mitchell you're you're a uh IT guy, do you know how much one of those plastic cards costs to make? Like a dollar or two? Maybe maybe two or three, like a plastic plastic ID card, a tribal ID or something like that. Like five dollars. Damn. So shit, that's a lot of money. That's like a million dollars. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. If they have a chip in it, probably five or more. Damn. Yeah, so that's, I guess, you know, if if the budget's going to be tight, the Department of Health was probably like, where can we save money? And it's like, yo, cut the plastic out, yo. How much do we spend on that? Times that by 200,000. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, do it, do it, do it. What about fraud? What if I was like, nah, do it anyway? You know, like, I don't, I'm pretty sure the, the QR code or the barcode for everybody's medical card is probably unique enough to, you know, be, uh, I mean, someone would have to hack into your shit, but I'm sure when you go to the dispensary, you still have to show your card and an ID. So it's like if they scan your card and it says Jonathan Kane, you know what I mean? and it's actually, but your ID says Mitch Wilson. Then it's like, like, hey, there's a problem here. Why, why does why does your medical card say someone else's name? So I I feel like it's still pretty pretty standard, pretty secure, dude. That's another thing too I've been noticing, Mitchell, is that uh, more and more gas stations and like convenience stores don't take the chip on their reader. Like they uh like they have like a piece of tape over it and it says swipe swipe instead. Like a lot of them, like all Circle K's are like that, and it's starting to be most of the Chevrons too. It's like you, they don't want you to put the chip in; they want you to scan the magnetic strip. 
which I find strange. But to me, too, like the, the RFID chip, it's not more secure. You know what I mean? Like someone could walk by you with a scanner and get all your info just by scanning the card that's in your pocket. Like, you know what I mean? So to me, it's way less secure and it's not easier either. It's like you have to sit there and wait. So like as far as the timing of a transaction goes, if you were trying to be efficient, the computer's gonna take some time anyway, but it's like the person has to physically wait five to 10 seconds before they can grab their card away from it. You know what I mean? And it's with a swipe, you swipe it once and put it in your pocket. So I'm sure the instances of people losing their cards too probably went up. It's like you left it in there and typed in your code and forgot about it because you were in a hurry you know what i mean so i think that's a trip and i i don't i don't know why they're doing that other than maybe it is more secure or maybe it is less convenient to do the the chip scan instead of the card swipe at the point of sale but should have looked up some articles on that man damn okay so what else can I talk about that's weed related? Oh, we got uh, Josh Mossberg Galbraith on the show next week. Um, he was our very first guest ever on the show. We're excited to have him back. Um, he was a really awesome interview too. Guy has a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, and he's interesting to talk to on the mic too. You know, like he's not not a boring dude. So. He had really awesome answers, and he left the job where he was at, um, at Kayashack, and he started a hemp farm, which I also think is dope, man, because it's, you, you know, like, so many homies uh, went the job route, me included. It was like, I, I can't just put everything into my farm anymore because it's not worth it. And it seemed like hemp kind of was because it was, more volume and, and less pretty so i want to talk to him and see how it went this year there's a couple of other people that i follow on instagram and i think a couple of friends on facebook too that are growing hemp but i, I just think that's dope man i want to see more about their process because it's it's got to be awesome to not have to be pretty for retail and just use a, a combine and a tractor and follow it with a trailer and load everything up and hang it it's not gonna get trimmed it's just gonna get turned into oil or turned into something else oh yeah josh steensland too dude i saw him on ig posting a it was like a mammoth pile of stems dude like huge huge sticks and stems and his his post said it was uh getting turned into hempcrete so i'm like ooh, that's cool man like i want to hopefully post some videos of that when they do that part of it because like, I just want, it's like, do you have to make bricks, you know, like, like make cement bricks or something like that? Or do you, can you make a, a mix that's dry that you can sell and people can just add water or something? Like it's, uh, I'm interested to see how that goes, man. Um, how different is it to grow hemp versus marijuana? Um, for starters, regulation um we got a question from mitchell in production um how different is it to grow hemp versus marijuana the first one is regulation to produce cannabis 
legally in a recreational state you have to like the license is you know somewhat affordable i guess five thousand bucks but all the requirements that you have to meet to get the license are super duper expensive and and super stringent and in order for your product to get on the shelf it has to pass all kinds of laboratory tests um for for safety and uh potency and all this stuff with hemp there's none of that like i'm pretty sure like the federal regulations say that you know it has to be less than 0.03% to be considered hemp otherwise it's illegal but i mean how are you going to test every single plant you know what i mean like every plant's going to there's genetic variation no matter what so i i just don't see them being able to enforce that and i don't think they are really right now unless someone gets raided in another state like that guy who got pulled over in Idaho who's from Oregon with all the hemp on his truck like I think that was higher than 0.03% and that was their I think that's how they were trying to charge him with it but it's like dude we're not I don't you know they weren't going to smoke that it's like it was getting turned into paper or something like that in another state so it just uh it seems weird and yeah so to to get a hemp farm like the license is a lot cheaper than a cannabis one I think it's uh and you don't have to have cameras on every corner of your grow you know and, and with a server that loops for 90 days and a separate building that locks up you don't have to have everybody on payroll you don't have you, you know like all the requirements for a rec cannabis license are tough to meet for anybody it's like you really got to have your shit together and your ducks in a row and for a hemp license it's cake man you know like you can get that shit pretty easy as long as you got the land you can do it um and for yeah for grow it's for real you have to really if it's cannabis that's going to be sold as flour you got to really take care of that shit because it's got to look good and smell good when it's on the shelf you know what i mean so as far as labor intensive it's a lot more energy and man hours to do cannabis with hemp i'm sure you could have one or two guys and just have them do walks up the rows and it's like any kind of issue you can just cut that plant down cut the two plants down next to it and continue on with your day with no worries really because it's not going to hurt your bottom line very much you can just be safe it's like it doesn't matter what it's going to look like because it's just going to get turned into something else, you know, like you're not going to pretty it up. So less effort and everything's just going towards volume. And dude, the, uh, Paul Swift, when he was talking about the yields being less the year after on the same field with a hemp crop, I thought that was really interesting because I don't know, dude, like, if you put all your eggs in that basket, and it's like the first year is good, and your your spreadsheet says year number two is going to be just as good or better, and it's half as good, that would be like a bummer, you know, and if you didn't prepare for that, then, you know, you, you could, could end your business, or you have to sell it to someone else, like, the, uh, could be drastic. All right, so we're 10 minutes in. Got to get Big Willie style on the horn here. Yeah. Um, 
the other thing too that uh a lot of people were worried about with hemp mitchell is that nobody really calls the males you just throw seeds out there and if it gets pollinated it doesn't really matter but it's like if a, a if a hemp field is next to a cannabis field the, the cannabis guy would care about that it would matter to him because he doesn't want his plants to get pollinated by hemp pollen you know so i haven't heard of any cases of that happening in oregon yet i'm sure if it does happen guys will bitch and moan and post about it online to no end so let's keep our fingers crossed it seems like everybody's getting along so far as far as hemp farmers and cannabis farmers i'm sure there's people who are doing both um but yeah it's uh i i if i go at it again bro i'm gonna do hemp and just have my little medical grow at the crib you know because like going to the store is fine and all but i i just i want my own that i grew that i know what's in there and it's uh strains that i like you know sometimes you get something from the shelf that's like damn that was fire and then you can't get it again for three more months and it's like damn and it's like that was the only farm that ran it and they only you know they did one room and it went to five or six stores and the one pack at your store is gone and it's not gonna be back for three months you know like that shit sucks so it's good to be able to cultivate your own um, we got another question. How often as a bud tender did you get requests to purchase more than was legal? Um, often, I guess. Like, because when it first, it's, I think when it first went wreck, the limit was like seven grams of flour. You know, and it, like the possession limit for the wreck law was like a half pound. You know what I mean? So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like you should be able to come in here and buy 20, 224 or yeah, 224 games. You know, you should be able to do that on how the law is written. But I guess fucking serious. It goes to a committee's hands, bro. Like this committee just does what the fuck they want. And they're like, oh, we talked to a couple weed guys, but we're changing the rules to this now. And it's like every three months, that's how it goes. It's fucking whack. But the other thing on the limits when it went wreck was like, you couldn't, like the edibles, the limit per package was 15 milligrams, dude. And like, I don't know if you guys do edibles often, but that's fucking nothing, dude. Like, you, like 15 milligrams is nothing. Like I've, I need at least 50 to feel something. Like I would go for a hundred gram squib, eat one of those and be nice, have, have a good night's sleep. But it just, uh, people would come in hella paranoid about buying them at first, and it was just hella easy to sell, because it's like, yo, there's three cookies in this fucking bag. Each cookie is five milligrams. I'm like, I can eat 10 of these and still come to work and sell them to you and talk to you just like you can. I smoke every day, but I'm sure you'll be fine if you eat one cookie. I was like, I would advise eating one cookie, waiting an hour, you know, and then see see how it goes like if you eat all three though you're not gonna die or freak out you'll probably just get you know take a nap or something okay will says he's about to be back in a second just end up diabetic mitch says yeah man serious like 
I don't know. Like the the limits imposed on edibles, and it's weird because when I talk about the committee that that makes the rules, right? It's like they talk to all these people that are in the industry as far as um, processors and cultivators and retail people, but in the end, whatever kind of shock value news story they saw about some kid freaking out on edibles or you know like it doesn't matter what the propaganda was the propaganda reached them and affected their opinion more than the actual shit that was being told to them by the people in the industry which kind of bums me out it's kind of like like that with most most governing bodies i guess they're gonna take the like that's how it is with the vape pen shit and everything too it's like oh my god we need to ban it's like dude no you know like they're there was an article, I think it was on KGW, where they, they tested three weed cartridges in Portland, a jewel pod, and two other tobacco ones. And it's like all the weed ones had nothing toxic in them. No no bottled terpenes, no no vitamin E bullshit, no nothing. But all the other, the, the vape cig ones did. Like they had, uh, <clears throat> it was showing pictures of corrosion like where the metal starts corroding because the oil is touching, you know, a surface that isn't stainless steel or some shit like that. It starts rusting or corroding. They were like that right there, depending on what the metal is, heating that up and fucking inhaling it is really bad for you, you know? So it just, in in all actuality, especially in Oregon, I think, most companies are trying to create a clean, product most companies i think you know because it's like you have to pass all these tests anyway and shit i'm gonna ask you that question if i run into you and you're trying to sell me something you know i'm gonna run down the list and if you answer them any kind of sideways i ain't fucking with you dude you know what i mean like at all so uh i think most companies have run into that in in their career so far so i mean it just makes sense to to make something that isn't shady or deceptive or using products that you know to be toxic or man they might be toxic i don't know it says they're safe on the bottle it's like that you know that doesn't fly like integrity is is valued i feel like in the oregon market still which which i like man i think that's dope you know and uh of course tobacco companies don't give a shit you know like and and like it's mostly the the fruit and dessert flavored ones that they're trying to ban now and i'm like well fuck dude it's you guys could listen to our podcast and write the fucking laws based off of that god damn it you know like we're sitting here telling you all this shit like why does the information disconnect when it gets to the policymaker? you know like that's what i don't understand it's like you guys are in that office for a reason how come you guys don't have more info than we do like, shouldn't it be as important to you as it is to us as, as consumers? You know, like, it's it's strange to me. Ah, okay, good, good job. Mitchell got some uh, some info on the, on the chip cards here. Okay, from Fundera.com. According to Visa, the shift has already led to a 70% decrease in credit card counterfeit fraud from December 2015 December to September 2017 for merchants who upgraded to using EMV chip readers. Merchants running the EMV chip are more protected from chargebacks from customers. So what's a chargeback? That's like, like when you like contest, like 
I didn't buy that fucking $50 worth of gas, so give me that back. The chip proves that it, it was because you actually put it in there. Well, I mean, doesn't the card swipe prove that too, though? No? Like someone someone could counterfeit your card, technically, like program the magnetic strip with your number as long as they have the number. But they can still do that with the with the chip too. They could they could read it, you know, like, yeah, like this, like they have it's it's like a pit tag, dude. It's a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you're putting it inside a scanner, but scanners exist that you can just do it like a wand. You know what I mean? Chargebacks are used for used for fraud by most people. Chip is an actual computer, a tiny computer, huh? Yeah, dude, we gotta do a, a like a IT podcast, Mitchell. You know, where where I ask you regular people dumbass questions, and you can just sit there and tell us all the you know you can break it down for us. Since you, you you understand it all, man, for reals. Shout out to Mitchell in production. He's a sharp cat. Okay. Will Turps says he's about to be back. I've been going for 21 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. I need to get a goddamn Netflix special. We start start writing down jokes, man, instead of songs. Start freestyling on the mic with those. Um, what other kind of cannabis questions do you guys? You guys go to any weed functions or weed stores lately? Pick anything up? Nothing of of note. Got some uh, chem cookies that I'm smoking on. It's pretty nice. Girl Scout cookies with chem 91. Nice, nice dense nugs that smell like ass. Not too mad about it. Um, And then I think we have to add Will to this call. I think we do. Make sure I do that real quick. Oh, okay, says he's already on here. Okay. Switching back. Everything looks good. All right. Um, What was the other thing that I saw in the news that I wanted to talk about on the podcast? Um, it says most Americans support ending federal cannabis criminalization. Um, I think that's been true for a long time. Um, the other thing too is like, I've been seeing a lot of stuff that's like the term, okay, boomer, right. Where it's like, you're shitting on your parents' generation for fucking up the world and leaving it in shambles for us to try and rebuild, uh, like that, all those people from that generation, aren't gonna hold power for too much longer so as long as we get some sensible folks from our generation into those positions of power i feel like things should go all right you know like stuff stuff should get a little bit better you know like everything will be based on facts and evidence and not propaganda that was sold to you in high school okay Mitchell's got a story here. This is from the Independent UK. 
Uh, Cuban combat pilot has finally been released after serving the longest ever jail term in the U.S. for marijuana. Antonio Bascaro, now 84 years old, has been released after serving 39 years of a 60-year sentence for his part in a marijuana smuggling scheme in the late 1970s. Part of the reason Mr. Bascaro's sentence was so lengthy was due to the fact that he refused to cooperate with prosecutors, leading to a conspiracy charge as well. Damn. 39 years. Holy shit, dude. That's a long time. Like, that that was like two years before I was born. He went to fucking jail, dude. Like, that's wild. Like, I'm, I'm only 37. Like, that's wild. That's hella wild. And that's gangster, too, that he was like, nah. He was probably like, no, I play English. You know what I mean? Like, I just fly the plane. That's all I do, you know? Like, I think that's super stand-up of him to not tell on his homies. You know, that that's very cool. What's up, Will? Yo, sorry, y'all. That took a little longer than expected. I'm sorry. It's all good, ladies and gentlemen. Our co-host, Will Terps, is finally in the building. In the building. Yeah, it's like dude, some... I've been stalling, Will. I've been stalling. Been stalling. <laughs> it looks like there's some good some good talking points y'all y'all have had. Yeah, man. Mitch, he, he's been man, shout out to Mitch in production, man. He's he's been floating me some some lines here. Yeah, killing Mitch, it. Killing it. Oh, it says, uh, there's a quote from Bascaro. We just okay, so this Cuban guy went to jail. You you can read all that, Will. You, yeah. Thirty nine years. Didn't tell on his homies, so they, you know, they gave him a conspiracy charge too. He just got out. He says, no one forced me to join the conspiracy. That is why I did not cooperate or try to use anyone else to save my neck. That's gangster, dude. Because that's right. It's like you knew there was risk involved. So, you, you know, like if the coin flips the other way, fuck, I could go to jail. So you got to just do that. That's very cool of him to to be quoted as saying that too. Wow, yeah. Shout out to Antonio Bascaro, man. We got to get him on the goddamn podcast, Mitchell. Everybody <laughs> send, him, send him a message on Facebook. One of his grandbabies got to put him on there or something. Right. Heck yeah. Perhaps, Will, you went and scooped up your, uh, your sis at the airport? Yep, yep. In town for just a day, yeah, just a day. She's going up to Seattle, so stopping by. How's a big going at the uh, at the store, man? It's good, real good. Um, we got we're planning out some some Green Friday deals and stuff, uh, which should be awesome. Um, and yeah, just uh, getting you know slowly getting more and more people in. Uh, which is dope. Um, usually, you know, we, we uh, not that we we don't we're not busy in the winter, but like you know, there's a there's a noticeable spike, you know, between um, you know how many people we see per day on average between the summer and the the winter hours. And, um, yeah, a lot yeah, colder. But we a lot colder stroll up Hawthorne in yeah, fucking November in the rain too. Yeah. yeah, people aren't about it. I don't blame them. Uh, but yeah, it's uh we've been getting a lot of consistent um customers and uh people just stoked we're back. Um uh, so yeah, it's been great. I am too. I, I talked to Jackson for a couple of minutes earlier this week. We're gonna get in the middle of December, he said. He's got 
a lot of stuff coming up a few weekends. So nice. Hopefully yeah. the, the the eighth or the fifteenth, I believe. So get him back on the show too. We'll have to. We'll, maybe I'll have to broadcast that with him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, dude, that was cool when Sasan was like, man, fuck, yep. that makes me want to be in the same place too, man. Right, yeah, man, do. then then we'd have to, like, well, you already have a mic set up, but then then I'd have to get, I wanna, I'd want i want to get some sort of mic set up, like one of those stands or something, if we, yeah. were, if we were both at the same spot. Yeah, you get like a, uh, I'll start looking for stuff like that in pawn shops, Will. Yeah. How, how would we, uh, how would we film that, though, with, like, computer or? Yeah, well, the uh, we can just set up a camera like Mitchell. I think Mitchell like has a, a separate camera. Like we're oh. both on our laptop ones, but Mitchell's pro. He's the Sick. IT guy, so he's we uh, if we had like two cameras, everybody could have one pointed at them, and maybe one mic would do. I guess you know what I mean. Like if it yeah. was, what do they call that? A condenser mic? Shit, man, Ty's gonna be like, God damn it, it's the fucking other kind of mic. Kane, goddamn it! But I'm pretty sure condenser mic is to capture the whole room. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you you touched on this earlier while I was uh, driving, but um, the CDC a few days ago um, they didn't confirm, but they strongly evidence strongly suggest that uh, vitamin E acetate uh, was was the culprit for for everyone with the lung disease. I mean, not like that's what you know. What what we suspected, but yeah. um, they confirmed it. They they found like in in the fluid samples on the the primary sites of injury in the lungs, they found traces of vitamin E acetate, uh, and yeah, it's just Word. not not something that should be put into carts, obviously, because it, yeah. it turns. I think it's um, yeah, it turns a lot more volatile when when vaped or heated. Yeah. And dude, like that, fuck. That was like the whole issue when carts first came out too. Was the viscosity like fucking won't <laughs> wick up, or it just fucking it's pouring out everywhere, out, everywhere out of the sides. Yep. And like I remember companies not getting it right the first couple of tries. It's like they'd have a good run either because the weed was right that they ran or something. It was just like yeah, it's good, and they sold. And then it's like the next batch we have like. 50 returns out yep. of like 200 carts it's like yo dude that's fucking like 25 percent of the shit like that's yeah that's absolutely. bad you know what no, i mean terrible, like terrible yeah like you, we don't have to pay for those but wouldn't you rather not get a box full of fucking duds when you come to collect your cash <laughs> you know what i mean like that's definitely yeah that's like, definitely that's co2 company i don't know if they're still around they were really good i think they, they are but like they are like i will say i, I mean I, I don't go to too many other dispensaries but i've not seen their products around i've not seen like seen or heard much from them recently i know yeah. they have some some digs in california but uh, um yeah i don't aren't know they, they're don't in know washington are, are they in washington too they're i don't think so but i could be wrong i don't yeah. think so but i could be wrong well i if they're listening by some slim chance, holler at us. We'll have you on the show because I was impressed with their. I wasn't a cartridge guy, but I would buy their stuff to put on the shelf, and 
they had the least amount of returns, bro, out of any company. Like nobody would bring those back and bitch about it not working. You know. Yeah, I, mean? I will say that we don't really deal with a lot of that nowadays, which is good. Um, a lot of the the carts, I guess, have just gotten lower failure rates. Um, so we like at most like between like say like you know like all the carts we have like one order of all the carts we have like maybe one or two will come back maybe sometimes a lot of times none too so it's yeah pretty pretty good they've gotten better for sure that's good i want to try one of those echo carts if you run into that guy tell him want him on the show come on yeah yeah totally the echo carts are uh unbelievable especially that pample moose and cherry pie we have um we have the half gram version still at, at natural wonders but we had uh the full gram sold out super cool um just ridiculous the the pample moose flavor is just straight grapefruit yeah it's, yeah it's crazy, crazy. That, good. That's the one with CBD in it too. No, no, that was a. They did an extraction mix. I think that was a year or two ago. That was Pamplemousse Web, I believe. It was like yeah, that was the one. Grapefruit Web, yeah, that was fire. That was one of the best extraction mixes I've ever had. Yeah, um, man. That but yeah, was... it was just the Pamplemousse, um, Pamplemousse uh, like live nectar in the cart this time, which is still fire. <laughs> that's dope, man. So, like, is uh, are most people done with harvest in Oregon? Like, for the most part, are some of those southern Oregon farms still going? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I the only person that I know probably still has a few plants up, and I'm sure there's other farms, but is Lion Tree, because they have a really unique, like, they have an awesome location, and yeah. they he usually has, like, late, flowering sativas up that like he he that take malawi, until, malawi yeah i mean man, it, it's yeah. it's pr- it's really awesome how late he can take him where he is and and the strains he's able to grow like he i think uh i remember reading a comment saying that he uh chopped his dutch tree or something around uh thanksgiving or wow. something one year i'm like that is crazy Damn, he must have really good weather, man. God damn. He does. I will say, I don't, um, he's, uh, like, in southern, or, uh, I don't want to give away where he is, but he's, like, you know, more southern in yeah. in the state. Close, and closer he's, to Cali. Yeah, and he's south-facing on a beautiful, like, terrace, so he gets, like, just a, a really yeah. good microclimate climate coming over the hills and stuff. Yeah, so he's yeah. Got, yeah. Conserve mad water too, man. When that drip is on a slow, bro. Yep. You, and the, south- that bottom, that bottom row doesn't need much, man, because everything's just yep. important. Yeah. Yep. Sick. And south facing too is is uh, key. His feet is dope. I asked him when we first started to come on the show, and he was too busy, man. Hopefully, we can get him after Christmas or something. Yeah, remember, he is I'm, very busy. I met him one time at one of Sweeney's parties too, and it. Uh, it was a cool cat, you know, and like yeah, he, no, absolutely, Aaron. Yeah, and he like he knew I was a tea guy, and you know, it was uh some he he suggested some kind of tea for some kind of ailment if your plant's doing this, and I was just like, it was like nice. horsetail, horsetail tea or something. I'm just like, yeah, looking out. He's like, dude, yeah, yeah. good shit. Just throw that in the bag and brew it for a couple hours. He's like, you don't even need to get the microbes as long as the the plants in the water. I'm like, tight. Yeah, that's dope. Like yeah, um yeah, no, Aaron does I think he's still 
I'm sure he has some helpers, but he he does a lot of it himself still. Um, so he's definitely very busy. Um, yeah. Another person too that would be that would be um, good to have on the show. Like, could be cool if we could get them um, both at the same time. That might be tough. Is uh, um, Will from Sterling Gold Extracts? He's like the in-house extractor for all of uh, Lion Tree's material. Okay. Um, and yeah, he's awesome. He's the homie, and he. Um, does really great work, and he is uh, also like um, should be noted that he is one of uh, you know or Sterling Gold's one of uh, three extractors that exclusively processes organic material. Um, yeah, See, the other two are see, Dirty Arm Farm and Bose Nose Nose. That's tight. Oregon, yeah, man. yeah. So Oregon. shout out to Dirty. Dirty Arm Farm, Bose Nose Nose, and Sterling Gold. Um, and it's not putting anyone else down, obviously, but no. shout out to to um, them for you know having standards like that and, and only processing organic. Yeah, I was talking about that before you showed up to Mitchell. Like I was saying, Oregon is pretty geared towards integrity on on your product. Everybody's trying to make some good shit and some clean shit. You know, like something that's Definitely. not gonna gonna hurt people in the short or long term. I think that's awesome, and then the testing makes it so. You know, like it's it's pretty good. it's pretty good so far for catching shit that's bad for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's no. Better than the grocery store. You know, like, exactly, exactly. And that was one of the questions too. It was, uh, what's the difference between farming hemp and cannabis? And it's Hemp's not really very regulated. You could spray the shit out of it with whatever. That can still yep. get turned into CBD oil and sold at organic or whatever. You know, it's like there's no, there's no inspection of farms or batch testing on any of that shit, really. Yep. So, yep. like that. Uh, but with cannabis, it is like you got you know can't spray shit on there. If you do. And you can only spray a little bit, because if it's fucking on there hella, it's going to fail the test. <laughs> what are you going to do? Throw it all away. Turn it in, yeah. a, turn it in a distillate. Make... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, is that what everybody's going to do with all their old packs, Will? Is everybody just going to make... Yeah, it's, uh, um, probably. And it's probably what a lot of people are going to do this year, since it was such a terrible uh, season up in yeah. Oregon. Like, I mean, it was like... not Not like terrible and i'm being a little bit i'm exaggerating a bit um just really not ideal and something that southern especially southern oregon hasn't seen in a while like southern oregon even had a bad season um wet cold yeah it got cold and wet way earlier than expected like basically around i feel like the equivalent would be like around the time that portland usually always get um you know uh wet and cold too early for anything to finish up here outdoors unless it's like early finishing um and then basically i feel like southern oregon uh had portland's timeline this year so growers were tripping out so yeah fortunately you might see a lot of distillate yeah (laughs) or or you know more more than we we remembered yeah everybody's gonna have a gummies line this year next year everybody's uh-huh. gonna have gummies <laughs> yeah, which is also leads me to my next shout out another like gummy uh we just picked up at the shop which i'm uh stoked about um 
which is Nelson and Company. He makes solventless hash uh, hash rosin jellies that are uh, vegan, made with pectin, and they're super good. No shit. Yeah. So like super but, bomb. Like, but isn't pectin? Isn't that come from horses? No, the gelatin is uh, what comes from like uh you know yeah like horse hooves or you know nails yeah. of animals or or whatnot. I'm not I'm exactly going, sure, I'm but giving, yeah, pectin I'm is from plants. Word. Yeah. That's tough. Um, and they have a yeah they have a really good texture. I actually prefer gummies that have pectin in them. It's more but do chewy they, to me. But they make jelly too, like a strawberry jam or something you can buy. No. Uh no, it's just like that's what they call they call them the carefree hash jellies. Uh, they're like uh gummies, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um I was like shit and... put on an English muffin, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That, that that sounds good too. Um but yeah, they're ten milligrams each too, five in a pack. So, you know, people who most people um usually will take like two doses or three, maybe more. Um yeah. but I'd take all five. Fucking eat all of them at right. once. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> I'd, I'd buy f- eight of them and eat every one. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, oh, yeah. just things like that uh, and the LBs and the junk. Um, so they're just made with, a, like, you know, LBs is made with flour, fucking yeah, can they of make, butter. Yeah, hell yeah. They, they're, it's a better high. They bind to the fat cells better. They last longer. It's just yeah. overall. Um, yeah, those cake balls, man. Those lemon cake balls. Those were the truth. Yeah, bro. so good. Yeah, so good. yeah. And tasted, yeah, the way LB and got me high. Yeah, LB's super smart too. Obviously, like the way she she explained um, how she does edibles, because you know, uh, edibles can't really be. Um, and this is, I, I feel like, a, a controversial topic, but edibles can't really be effect-specific necessarily. Like, it's tough to get, like, you know, yeah. once you, basically, once you ingest an edible, um, the body just, rec- like, converts delta-11 THC into delta-9 THC. It doesn't, yeah. it's not able to recognize, like, what strain it is or what, you know, uh, if it's indica or sativa. Um, so the way she, like, uh, categorizes her edibles in like in terms of like being more active and being more relaxing is she um the um like the cake balls the lighter cake balls for example like the lemon cake balls and the orange dreams cool ones and the lemon doodles have um you know, like egg in them so protein so that makes the body yeah. like you know kick into like energy mode so you yeah. know you get a little more active uplifting <laughs> um yeah. feeling yeah, uh, and then the the darker ones like the triple chocolate cake balls and and stuff. I don't I don't think she uses any egg in that. Um, so there's nothing like that that the body has to work hard to break down. So it's uh, you know more like seamless relaxing effect. Word, that's dope. Yeah, man. There was uh, I think I was at Kings of Canna, and this lady came in. It was after red, and she said she like flew in that morning and it was like a hella early she was like i'm tired and we're going to a concert tonight and i want an edible that's gonna um, like uplift me and keep me i was like fuck i'm like if you had a day like that it doesn't matter which one you eat 
you're gonna want to sit down and chill, not not go and get live. Yeah, you know yeah. Because I mean? it was she said yeah. it was like an EDM show or something. And I'm like, it's like, so are you expected to to dance? And she goes, well, yeah. I'm like, fuck. I was like, I'll just take a nap, like take a nap for yeah. an hour or something. You know, I was like, right. you, she was like, she's like, are you serious? I was like, well, we. I'm like, I. I, I can't give you what you want. You know what I mean? I'm like, what what you're yeah. asking, I can't give that to you. Like, I'm trying to give you another option. Like, I, but if, yep. if your point is to stay awake and you had a fucking early morning flight and dragging ass all day, like, you got to recharge your battery a little bit. Like, you, yeah. could, you could drink fucking three or four Red Bulls, but that's not going to be good for you either, you know? Yeah, especially because with edibles, it's all about, I mean, like, you know, yeah, you can the the lemon cake balls and yeah the the they're more uplifting but you know if you if you take a little too much you know your body's gonna turn into like I don't know at least for me shut down mode so I should, yeah. I should get tired no matter what yeah and, chilling yeah hey hey Will man you want to go do this um no, nah. <laughs> Will we're gonna right. go to the store Will we're gonna go to the titty bar man you want to go uh, I'm just chilling man I'm just chilling <laughs> <laughs> That's how it would go down. That's yeah. how it would go down, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's uh last week, man, when you're MIA, uh I talked about this for a second. I w- okay, so I've been looking for Obama Kush seeds, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like one but it's like confidential uh seeds or something like that. There's a guy they have they're a Cali company, but there's an extension of them in Oregon. The guy I guess that bred the Obama Kush is from Oregon. But they're all yeah, fem- it's, uh... they're all fem seeds though, Will. You oh. know what I mean? And so I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I have a cross, a Obama Kush cross that I want to fucking grow them out and see what I get. But I want to cross it back with Obama Kush. But if it's like, if it's fem seeds, I just read bad things. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you don't want to do that, you know. But the other thing, yeah. there, there was in my search for those seeds, uh, there was a strain called Darth Revan. And it was uh, Obama Kush crossed with uh, something else, man. I can't remember what the other strain was. It, it was something like uh, Kemi, something, something Kem, Kem something. Nice. Um, it, it said that the the company. It was a different company that bred this Darth Red, right? And they said that they were breeding for Theol. I I don't know if I'm fucking saying that right. If correct me. Someone in the YouTube fucking comments, please correct me if you can, if you hear this. <laughs> but it's it's T-H-I-O-L-S. And yeah, like, dude, if you if you Google Darth Revan strain, like the pretty much where I think it was James Bean Company had had them um on special. Like I'm gonna order them for Christmas. Like there's gonna there's gonna be a Thanksgiving Day sale and I'm gonna order some oh, beans. Yeah. yeah, but uh the the literature, you know, because there's like a description, right, of, of the strain and the breeder. And it was long. And it was copy and paste job. There was a couple typos here and there. It said that, <laughs> like, the the stinky smells, like the garlic and the gas and all this other, like, smell that comes from cannabis or from other plants, it's from theos and not terpenes. Like, it's a contrast to terpenes. And... I'd never heard this concept before in my life until I was looking for those seeds, Will. So I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm like, there's no, there's no theol 
analysis that you can get from a leather's a terpene analysis yeah. that you can pay for but it, it just uh, it was like they, and, and i was like i want to even try test and, for that that's what i'm saying that i want to try and get those guys on the show and then uh paul swift dude like it was after we, if i would have read that before we had him on the show that would have been a good question for him when we had Is that like legit science though or the, the, dude like i googled it and yeah it's you know there's yeah, a okay. yeah it's like it's a a type of flavonoid like terpenes are that is like okay. a, a contrasting type smell it's, it's it, like the the literature for the breeding company just said that they're focusing on breeding for and so i was just like damn I want to I see what, if they have laps. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck do they yeah. look like? And it's like, man, like, what, what's an oh shit moment? Like, oh, fuck, this is killing it. You know what I mean? Because to me, I really like those smells, Will. <laughs> I really like absolutely. the way those, oh, those, those flowers taste when I smoke them. That's my jam. I mean, I just took home a, uh, a gram or a few grams of garlic breath from the shop and that is like yeah. that is like literally some of the most putrid rank uh gnarly smelling fucking um extract terpenes what whatever yeah uh, that i've smelled in a while i mean it's it's yeah it's it's nutty if i had to compare it it's uh compared to anything it's just a sweaty gym sock soaked in garlic juice it's like a, it's really offensive uh in the best in the best way possible it's amazing no doubt um, man for real like that's i don't know dude i just i wanted to share that with you because i never fucking heard of it before so yeah uh, if you hear it from anyone else man please gather intel and share because i uh, totally because uh, man, I I just really the terpene profile on Obama Kush was just always super butter, man. You know, it's like yep. it kind of smells like OG, but it kind of smells fucking sweet. So it it just different. It was different than anything. And I'm like, man, this is I like this shit, man. Yeah. And so I I I really I wish there was regular seeds and not just fem seeds of it try and uh lock down a pro it'd be my first project will you know try and test it out and make it happen like because yeah. i because i, I want to do shit that i like but the, i'm gonna order beans of that darth revan just to try it and see what those guys did um i don't know man like i'm still ambitious in in that part of it will i don't i don't want to give up on that because it's like the guys i see doing it that are doing it well i'm like they're really cool cats and they it seems like they're uh they're still making enough money to keep doing you know which to me is important like fuck definitely i, I yep. do music still because i love it not because it pays me it would be dope to get paid for making seed you know totally absolutely yeah so uh yeah ask man ask ask fucking uh dirty arm when you see that guy ask him about the the all i don't know like yeah yeah because that he he seems like he deal. and and uh any lab testing guys too like man that's a question i legit have like man i gotta ask will about that fucking will <laughs> yeah totally it. no i i'm now yeah i'm definitely gonna look it up after the after the podcast 
Theos. I've not heard of that either. Might change it to Will Theos. (laughs) 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 Yeah. All right, so I can dig it. Yeah. So what else? Will is there any uh, functions coming up? Any dope cups or anything? Any competitions? What's what's been happening around you as far as um, weed related? I think this? there's. I see I'm you post all the be... solventless, all the solventless grams. I'm like, damn, that looks, fu- damn, that looks fire. Wish yeah. I was in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, I have been smoking or smoking and posting a lot more solventless lately. I still still got quite a bit of BHO in the fridge from from Echo and and Dirty Arm and and such. But uh, yeah. Definitely been enjoying this. Uh, the Happy Cabbage, the Bose Nose Nose stuff, uh, the Nelson and Company, all very uh, top shelf. So, so been like I've, that. I've also been seeing other guys post photos because, like, IG is such a fucking learning tool for weed, dude. But, like, I, I see the term um, stable being used with solventless now, too. Like it didn't stay in its taffy or its you know its little batter consistency. It started buttering or separating. It it like uh I've never heard that used with with rosin before. It's always yeah. Been... I mean, it depends on the company. So for example, Bose knows knows usually all of his consistency is cold cure rosin batter so it's already in that form it's not really going to change consistencies um okay wait then... no, but but wait will i'm in arizona right every mm-hmm. every every fucking kind of oil i brought down here like i'm not a dab guy you usually shit. just sit in my car it, it fucking fridge. butters it butters but even in the fridge, yep. it, you know what I mean? It would butter and sugar out, like every every fucking, every BHO. Well, it's and already sugar. in the butter form. So well, if I, you're well, put well, in the well, fridge, well, it's not going to change state. But what if I left it sitting on my fucking table right here where I do my podcast and it wasn't open, but it, it's a lot It'd be drier. hella wet. It'd be like, no, it would... Would it, it, it would dry out, yes, over a few days, yes, so, dry so out. Just like be... any, anything would dry out if you left. If I left something on my table overnight with the top off a few nights or something, it would does it change? Like does it part. change? Does it change colors or flavors if it dries out? Uh, I can, yeah. Usually when rosin goes from, um, and this is not like, uh, like mean it's going sour or anything but no, when no, it like but... butters up it goes from being clear to white ah um yeah so like white kind of buttery flaky consistency yeah man like that's that's the thing dude is like i want to get anthony ao on here again because like he ha- uh, it, i see so many different consistencies of it dude but it still has the yep. same name you know what i mean and I, i'm trying I'm I'm a, a a writer, a songwriter type guy, and it's like the 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 communication of it and the wording is important to me. And I'm just like, dude, he's saying that's the same thing, but this picture is like totally different. You know what I mean? And I, uh, yeah. I I that's if I sound like a dumb shit, Will. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get a handle. No, you're on good. It so yeah, I can, like yeah, yeah, but it uh. Like it okay, so say I got a gram of Bose nose nose that was batter. I fucking flew down here. Say I grabbed five of them. 
and I, I set one of them out just to see how it dries out. Like maybe it, it turns a little bit lighter. Would, would it get hard or like crumbly? Like how? And, no. and, and, and no, like it would maintain most of it. Just some of it would evaporate off. Is that like volatile turps or something? Depends if you kept that? the lid off or not. If the lid was on, it, it would like you'd be good for a few days if the lid would, was on. It would get because of the heat, it'd get more, maybe a little more like terpy liquidy not like you know sauce but like um you know more uh wet butter um and then yeah over time if you were to leave it like that unfrid then it would uh definitely like probably dry out like like some regular hash or something like some yeah cake out kind of word so do people sell it like that do some guys in their process it gets to batter it's like damn that tastes bomb but do some guys like, I'm going to take half of this and just let it dry out and then gram that up. Like, does that just look like, uh, like the, like the, the, the crumble Depends on what shit the, from BHO? The, the goal of the consistency is if you want to have like, if you'd rather like, cause, uh, you know, immediately, like a lot of hash rosin fresh pressed is not, you know, it, it butters up after the fact. Um, it's not, you know, it's usually like, pretty clear um and yeah kind of sappy so it just depends if you know the the company wants to agitate it more and turn it into butter and then cold cure it or or whatnot or they want to let you know give it to the the consumer as you know kind of like fresh pressed in a sense and have you know them be uh the can you know the controller of you know um how quickly it butters up or not, you know, whether they want to keep it refrigerated, uh, consistent. Word. Yeah. The, uh, okay. Here's another dumb shit question. Will. maybe I've asked it mm -hmm. before, but so like when they make rosin, right, it's like they, they washed all the trichomes out in bags and they got this pile of shit. Right. And it's like, mm -hmm. they put it in between two plates and paper. Um, and then they press it, right? And all this fucking ooey, fucking caramel-looking shit oozes out into the jar, right? I see this on IG a million times. I, like, stop and watch every time. I'm like, ooh, that looks cool. And it, yeah. it just, uh, the stuff that comes out is the good shit, right? But the stuff that's left in there, like, if you were pressing flour, those little fucking, those little flour chips or whatever that are left over, Usually people would just throw them out, or sometimes people would make butter out of them or something, wheat butter or something. That is yeah. actual hash that is still staying in those bags. Like, do they sell that part as something different that costs less, or do they just throw that part? They might just waste that, or if they have a, in, like if they're in a lab with another company, maybe they'll want to use it for their edibles or try to extract it further. Um yeah. So like what um, what is what waste. what is what is that what is usually left over pucks or whatever cuz that that's the other thing too is when like to me when I first heard of rosin it wasn't the shit that oozed out it was like they they ran it in they just smashed it into a puck to where it it, it was like hash but it's like it was just a nice little thing it was Yeah, I mean the, and there's so the many different names it. now like that's why I'm like man I I don't understand there, it enough, Will. That's why I ask Will Turbs because he's... Yeah, the reality it. of it is you're going to have to work super hard. Like a spent bag of hash, there's not much to work with there, you know, after it's been pressed out. So basically you're going to have to work like twice as hard to get 
pretty much nothing out of it, you know? I mean, yes, it could be used maybe, like, in an easy sense, like, you know, something like vaped weed, you know, can be put into edibles, but um, to actually, like, extract it for a commercial sense or to, like, try and sell it or use it for something else um, is, I don't, don't see it as being plausible. They probably just waste it. Word. So the pull, like, that's another reason why it's so expensive, too, is, like, you're fucking losing hella at every step of the process, basically. You know? Yeah. And they're not even, like, most people, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, most people that are making rosin, hash rosin, are, aren't even really, like, bothering to microplane anything. They just, they're they're scooping out of the bags and they're freeze-drying it, and then they get these, like, full, like, uh, like, slabs and i think then they like wait for the heads to warm up and get all like greasy and sticky together and then they like fold it over on itself and that's what they damn i want to man dude i i want to get into that too will because bozno's like like uh, posted a a video and a pic of him like holding up like basically like some a slab of of uh you know, hash that he had let, like, t- taken out of the freeze dryer and let come up to room temp, so it was all greasy and that and ready to press, and then, um, yeah, it was, it was, like, a huge, like, probably, like, God, it was, God, probably, like, a pound and a half just stuck together. Damn. So, like, he was pressing the flour? No. Uh, oh, hash. Okay. okay. He makes it into hash, and then he presses the hash that he makes. Word. Yeah, dude, I man, we got to get him on the show, too. Cause, like, that's... I've seen guys run oil a million times, man, in a bunch of different settings, but, like, that shit is an art, bro. Yeah. You know? Like, that, you know? Definitely. Like, that's, that's a real lengthy process that can yield very different results. So, I don't know, man. Guys, guys who have the balls to try it and keep going, I'm like, fuck, that's... Like, Guys who blow glass too, I was always fascinated with those dudes. Yeah, like the absolutely the amount of detail and a lot of that stuff. I'm like, oh shit, man! When Sweeney would have those guys at his parties blowing glass, like that looks pretty ill. Like he, you know, absolutely. And just just the process and attaching everything, and then still making it functional. Like you could still smoke weed out of it. <laughs> Yeah, fucking dinosaur with all these fucking spikes on it, flames coming <laughs> out of its fucking nose and shit. Yeah, you know, I'm like, damn, that's wild. Shout out to those guys, man. You know, anybody, anybody blowing glass. I respect the hustle, man. I respect the art. Definitely. Yeah. Same here. What else, Will? Like, what? What else? Uh, what else is going on in Oregon, man? What any, any any changes besides harvest? Like, is there any new companies that you like? Is there any new breeder? I uh, I'm friends with uh Professor P on Facebook now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah, hell yeah. Like he be posting cool pic, you know, the, the relic yep. shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Relic is uh yeah, relic's awesome line. Both Dynasty and Relic. Um, but yeah. Um. Nothing I can think of off the top of my head. I'm I'm sure I'll think of something. It's finally been a, a little bit of a lull between uh at least orders and rule changes from the OLCC. So 
That's always yeah. good. They did um, the governor um, signed a uh, uh, Kate Brown signed a an executive order to like pull flavored can- cannabis vapes off shelves. Yeah. Um, and the OLCC was calling and they never ended up coming by. Maybe they're still going to come by, but they, they called us a few times warning us like, Hey, we're just, if you have any of these products, like take them off your shelves. We're coming through, you know, to shops. We're going to, um, if we find them on your shelf, so we're going to find you. And we're like, yeah, we've never carried these. We're good to go. Come on by. And yeah, we haven't seen, we haven't seen them yet. Shout out to Jackson, man. Yeah. And that's, I would always tell people that too. Like, even if you're just a direct person, if you want something clean and healthy, I'm like, go to Natural Wonders. Yeah. And, and I'll explain to them, I'm like, I'm I'm a cultivator and I grow super clean. I never got rec licensed, but it's it's really hard to get on the shelf. You know, like I would homies would have fire and I'd send them by. Like, no, go talk to him. He's at the shop today. Yeah. Nope. and another cool thing we're doing too is uh um we we normally offer uh um all natives 10 percent off coming to the shop um but for native heritage month we're doing 20 percent off um what so yeah which is dope super dope so yeah if anyone's listening of of native descent come on in and we'll plug you um, yeah, bring so your yeah, that's awesome. tribal ID too, god damn it. Bring yeah, it. yeah. Although I'm not gonna be like I need I need I need proof, you know. I'm gonna You I'm gonna do, Will, it, you but... do, god damn it. <laughs> no. God damn it. Like cause so many skins bitch about tribal ID not being accepted in certain settings and it's like I'm pretty sure in Washington they passed a law that says, no, nah, you have to accept this at a bar or anywhere else. No, you have to. It's you know like I mean? it's one of the ideas we can accept. Like that's, that's tough. Um, yeah, or, we can always yeah, accept uh, travel IDs. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. I would explain that to people at the store or whatever when I'd, I'd be buying chew or back. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm like, you know how much harder it is to get this card than it is to get a driver's license. You know what I mean? Like it's way yeah. harder. I have to prove who, like answer like. It's way more paperwork and way harder to fake and be fraud. So I, I don't know. It always bothered yep. me. That's very cool that you guys are doing that, man. Very, very yep. cool. I wish Absolutely, I could. Yeah. I wish I could make it out there, given time. But I'm, I'm gonna share that on my feed and say, skins get ten percent off all month. <laughs> like that's yeah. tight. Shout out no, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Twenty percent. Oh, 20% all month. Yeah. 10% regular, month. 20% all month. 10, 10%, 10%, yeah, regular, 20% all month. Fuck, that's tight. Yeah. Yeah, Great very deal. cool, Great man. Friend. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. in, Mitchell. Come in, Jesse. Yeah, Mitchell's got his tribal ID. I'll give y'all, y'all come in. I'll give you employee store pricing. Uh, word. That's the old one, too, Mitchell. With the Man, that's the old, old one. Like that's dope. I had the the red background and shit. I got like the the blue and gray looking new one. Not even. Heck yeah. Um, I don't know if they're the new ones, but Trav uh 
went to the Nike employee store the other day and he came in to work Saturday, yesterday morning uh, with like the new or like some new N7s. Holy shit. So fucking sick. Word. Man, shout out to Travi, man. We got to uh, have him on the show sometime. He's a cool guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. See, see if he can. He's, uh, he's awesome. Uh, he might be a little shy. We might have to get yeah. at him a bit to... <laughs> to try and get him yeah. on. Yeah. I used to always push him to sell weed at the store. You'd always be trying to just roll joints or be front desk. Yeah. You'd get back there and sell some fucking oh, weed. That could man. be good. Yeah. That yeah. could be a good episode. Maybe couple it with uh with when we have Jackson on again. Because that's, that's a good topic to talk about. Like quality of like rolling in house joints. And that's what he specializes in. He takes extra. Yeah, you know he's very careful with his process. He's very neat about it and organized. Make sure that there's good airflow in each joint. Yeah, yeah, man. He yeah, Travi does got the bomb days, man. That future yeah. roller, bro. Like I future roller kills it. it. Yeah, Trav's yeah. good at uh, quality checking and making sure they're all packed right, twisting them up evenly. Um, but yeah, yeah, just also the the material he and we pull from from the bags, you know, and I mean, like, dude, sometimes I'll like, not, I, I don't scoff at it, but I'm just like, wow, so this is going into pre-rolls? Jeez, it's like the platinum and astral, I mean, it's just, you know, slightly smaller nugs, but you know, it's like, this is like shelfable, you know, this is like, if I had an ounce of this, I'd be like, oh, you know, I'd be stoked. Yeah, and we're yeah. Gr- grinding it up and throwing it right into rolls. That's what's up, man. Man, I, Man, ten four too, dude. Ask them to come on the show, cause like yeah, definitely. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of those. We we got Pig Farm on on, you know. But like I yep. really Pig Farm and ten four like that. Uh, those guys make some really awesome flowers. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, ten four the the batch of Astro we just got at the shop is like the best batch I've seen yet. Yeah. Super pungent. Super beautiful looking um yeah it's awesome that's tight and i um i'm also really digging the gmo cookies we have from uh you green no-till and shout out to you green no-till because they got a dope ass instagram right now i think they call themselves soil Goon. Soil i think it's Goon? tight yeah that's their like handle right now uh man, it's people, tight people be getting deleted all the time man right yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I feel like it's always just uh haters. Yeah, you, no, you it green is. farms, no till soil goons following. Yeah, yeah, super nice beat, man. Hell yeah! I mean, yeah, dude. I don't know if you're gonna be in Oregon soon, but like, God, come check out that. We have a lot of it, so we'll probably still have it next time you're up. But um. The GMO from them is like, oh, it's so good. It tested out real nice. You know, numbers aren't everything, obviously, as we all know, but tested out like 30, 31%. And it's super pungent, beautiful looking. It's, yeah, it's probably my favorite because, you know, I just love anything that fucking reeks, smells like shit. And, you know, kind of. Yeah. Those uh, guys are doing, and it's no till indoor too? Yes, no till indoor. Yep fucking sick man like that's man i that's tight more people are doing that bro absolutely Absolutely. and it does look fire like i'm 
like sitting here pricing tents out and and shit like that and it's i don't even want to pay for notes really bro i just want to do fuck some some no till indoor just yeah. let them fucking companion plants yeah. let them go man yeah i'm stoked for the the sun grown we're about to get in from i think maybe benson definitely green source definitely rogan i mean it's gonna be some good stuff they those guys kill it down there word damn i gotta stack through this especially for the 20 percent off yeah yeah i mean i if you came through i'd just give you uh, I mean that's already the discount you get. That's friends and family discount yeah, technically. Yeah, so yeah. I, but I'd plug you like I'd plug all y'all employee discounts yeah. if you came in. So no doubt. Appreciate that, Will. Appreciate yeah, that, Will. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Super, super nice of you. Super nice of you. Um, I don't know what else we can talk about, dude. Maybe we can. I'm gonna hit those soil goon guys up. Um. They're awesome, yeah. And the guy who's so I will say that you, um, you Green actually had a split, um, because they had a like a partnership and they had multiple, like a bunch of flower rooms in one building, and I think they split it off because it was like the the building they're in is is actually like one of the biggest lots I've seen. Like they have, technically, they had the the like capacity to like expand i think they were saying like almost like 14 big flower rooms um on a few different licenses um damn yeah but uh they split so tech like you green used to be all all one with like you know a bigger operation and now they're you green no till still stuck with the name and then there's focus north Focus North is what, like, half the other half of uh, what um, New Green was. So they just split. That's tight. Yeah. yeah I always um, wanted to have a, a regular salt fucking line, too, called Convent. That, that was my goal. I wanted to get a logo done, too, but it was yeah. conventional. Conventional growing, also. Like, yeah. And, you know, that. That would be a cool guy. To, I don't know him super well, but that would be a cool guy to have on the show because he's an OG, the guy that owns the head grower and owns you green. Um, like he owned a medical dispensary back in the day and he still like he was still growing and growing flour for the medical dispensary, but he decided to I think sell the dispensary and take his grow wreck rather than both or you know, uh taking the shop wreck, which yeah. I thought was cool. And um yeah he's he's definitely been around for a while we'll have to hit him up man yeah yeah it was uh it was good on our show last week too man like he's uh i don't know man like he's a good interview and been around you know so definitely yeah cool to hear I agree. his perspective i absolutely agree yeah well shit will um that's pretty much all I got. I'm gonna hit those people up. Try to try to Heck yeah. book them for an episode. Uh maybe we can get Professor P in this beer. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think we've actually had a few 
Um, we may take on a new garden or two coming up because we had a few. We've had a few cool like new gardens approach us, and uh, Jack kind of on this new thing, which I think is cool, is that he's wanting to add like more micro tiers. You know, like organic. Yeah. There's a few micro tiers out there, and you know, organically growing micro tiers. So yeah, be cool. Yeah, yeah man. Very cool of Jackson, man. Maybe we can get yep. some of those guys on the show. If they come in and drop off some weed, you tell them to come on the show. Yep. Oh, y'all here for Okay, man. You guys want to come on the podcast? All right. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I want to support uh, entrepreneurs, too. And the, 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 little guy, the little guy usually has some fire shit up his sleeve, man. Yeah, talk to those guys and, and see what they're about, you know. Heck yeah, no, absolutely. We, we got uh Josh Josh Galbraith for next week. Um, I'm, I'm gonna get Mitchell that info for the flyer tomorrow. Sweet. Um, Who is he so, been on the show tomorrow? Is before? Yeah, yeah, he was on the very episode, our very first guest ever, man. Like he was at Kaya oh, Shack. Heck yeah. He left Kaya Shack this summer to start a hemp farm, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm like, God damn, fool. That seemed like a cushy-ass job, man. I love guys guys who roll the dice like that, too. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's that's very dope. So I want to talk to him and see see how it went and see how it's been going. Um, Heck, yeah. It'd be cool to, to interview him again. And then definitely yeah if you got anybody else will please hit me up i i know you're you're running into folks um any anybody who's down who can talk to man because some people can't yeah 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 but shit that's all i got you got anything else will that's it okay do that intro dance this was outro (laughs) dance (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this was the 30th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. With me was my co-host, Will Turner. I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Kirk. This has been a main node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.